Apple Pay, G Pay, Alipay in China. So many people are using it. Is it the way forward? And for, for, for those that don't use it, yeah. are you going to be left out in the cold in five years? Exactly. Uh, on the line with us is Dr. Aisha Scott, who's a senior lecturer um, in the finance department of AUT. Very, very good afternoon to you, Doctor. Hi, how are you going? Great. Thank We're you good, for thanks. coming on the show with us. It's good to talk no with you. No worries at all. Apple Pay, Google Pay, Alipay, what is, would you suggest, the biggest problem with this? Oh, look, I'm trying to teach my kids about money at the moment. They're seven and five. A little yeah. bit hard to pay pocket money through an app. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's true. Indeed. Outside of your children, Doctor, is there issues that you see with this form of payment going forward? Um, yeah, so there's a couple of things. Um, firstly, I don't think we're headed to there's going to be no place for physical currency in New Zealand in the near future. Um you know, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand um, did a survey in 2017, and basically they found that people aged 60 and over um, are still using cash a lot. So when we, um, you know, talk about digital wallets, uh, we're really talking about a younger demographic um, taking on board cashless technologies a lot faster than the older um, demographic in the country. Right. I've got a question for those of us uh, of a more mature age, <laughs> Dr. Yep. Scott, please. And it's simply this. So I've been listening today on the radio and I go, yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. I've, I've got a smartphone. How do I go about actually getting the app? Do I just go, have to go to an app store? Is there somewhere I can go where people might help me with actually setting it up? And this is part of the issue is digital literacy. So, you know, if if there is anything where, yes, go to the app store, but you're probably going to need someone who um, has done it before to show you how. And then if you're in a shop and you're going to pay for goods with this um, e-wallet, yep. you know, you're almost going to need the cashier to help you do it a couple of times. Then if the tech fails, you know, for whatever reason, um, you're you know, not necessarily going to be carrying your debit card. Um, and so you're going to be walking out of that shop without whatever it was you went in there for. So it is new technology. Um, it is exciting technology. It is probably the way of the future, but it's probably not going to take over our lives next week. And given what Phil's just said, uh, Doctor, it means I'm going to have to travel with him everywhere and help them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Grandchildren the world over are exactly. now thinking, <laughs> Exactly. They, the... they are very much so. May I just quickly say that if my esteemed partner here suggested he's a tech, a technological expert, <laughs> Lord preserve the world. Look, there's one thing I just wonder about, and I know this is, again, this is a very old mm -hmm. school thinking. So I've got my credit cards with a certain bank. Mm -hmm. um, if I went to the bank... Are the banks receptive to this idea and would somebody there maybe help a person set it up? Uh, yes. Um, I would say so, um, but you're relying on their quality customer service. Yeah. Um, so certainly when you're looking at an external third party, so, you know, one of the, the banks that you can walk into, um, you know, on Queen Street, um, you know, they're not aligned with Apple. No. You know, okay. these yeah. these operate separately. Apple Pay is 
basically um, gaining access to your bank account and acting like a credit card, except instead of ha- well, a debit card, instead of having a piece of plastic in our wallet, we just pull out our smartphone. Yeah. And that's the way that we've got to think of this. So do the um, banks lose money on this given they don't then get to charge the transaction fee with a credit card? Well, um, I'm not an expert on where um, we are actually paying for these technologies. Right. Um, I, you know, and I say this about the, you know, other kind of payment platforms that are coming um, online at the moment as well. If you, the consumer, are not actually paying a fee, then probably the person that you're buying stuff off is paying the fee. And I imagine that as these technologies um, take off, much like PayWave and all those kind of technologies, we're going to have to pay a fee um, to someone eventually, you know. Yep. Yep. And look, profit-driven businesses. Finally, Doctor, given you're a senior lecturer in finance, is there a problem with that? You mentioned the younger generation are taking to these forms of payment. Given there's mm-hmm. actual no hard cash changing hands, is there yep. a danger that they, because they don't see, they're not handing over a twenty or a fifty or a hundred dollar bill, that they might sort of just get carried away with it all and not recognise how much is actually coming out? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, perfect example of this. You know, going back to to my five-year-old, I went to empty her piggy bank with the promise that, you know, I'd take the cash out, put it in her bank account. She thought I was robbing her. Um, (laughs) So, you know, when we're not actually holding physical money, it adds a barrier in our brains to actually realising that we are spending that money. Mm. Um, It Mindless spending becomes a lot easier. And honestly, the best budgeting advice, in my opinion, um, and I teach personal finance, is if you are on a strict budget at the start of the week, withdraw cash and watch it go down, you will very quickly learn how far you can stretch $50. You know, and in a cashless society, that becomes a lot harder to do. I think that's brilliant advice because I I find... Dr. Asia Scott, uh, thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you. Uh, She is a senior lecturer of finance at the department of uh, AUT, so very interesting. Maybe it is. And I suppose when you think about it, that's how casinos ply their trade. You never actually, you get chips, don't you? That's because right. because yeah, it's a, it'd be a heck of a lot harder to put 50 on the table. Yeah, yeah. Once you've, once you've bought your chips, it yeah. doesn't sort of, it feels like play money, which it kind of is, yeah. only it's for real. So, yeah.